Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. One can't help but be positive. The other can't help but be negative. Bleep you, you bleeping bleepity bleep. The only thing they seem to agree on is that they can barely agree on anything. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Andy Hart. Uh, I'm not happy about this. It's sports radio for the passionate fan. What's up, Nick? And grumpy dad in all of us. That is just so stupid. Fitzy and Hart. Yes, I've been listening, Andy. On Boston Sports Original. I like the way Andy Hart does it. Might have Nick just take over. W-E-E-I. Your fourth and final hour is here, Fitzy and Hart. It's the hour that everyone has been looking forward to the most. It's the happy hour on a Sunday. It's cold and it's crisp outside, but the sports talk is coming in hot and heavy. Although we are trying to keep it reasonably educated, interesting, and level-headed. Because, Andy, one of the things I wanted to get to this hour... Um, we got some more Patriot stuff that we'll get to momentarily, folks, including a list that Adam Schefter just tweeted out of what he believes to be the most likely designated franchise or trendi- transition transition players uh, in a second. But did you happen to see the uh, Charles Barkley, his quote this week about, um, let me see if I have it right here. Here it is. Charles Barkley basically just decided to fire back at all of the, the, the fact that there's just too many sports talking heads now, that there's too many, basically it's become an entire first take or PTI nation, and there's too many uh, sports talk shows. Here we are on a sports talk radio show talking about the fact that a sports analyst said that there are too many sports analysts on TV saying too many stupid things. I know that feels a little being John Malkovich or snake eating its own tail for people, but um, I don't know if you happen to see this, but this made me so happy. Um, I'm pulling this now from awful announcing Barkley was on the Dan Patrick show just after the Super Bowl this week. And Barkley said, um, let me tell you how stupid some of these guys are on television was the headline. Um, here, here's these were the takeaways that I, my favorite one quote, we got so many idiots, fools and jackasses on television. Now everybody has to have a hot take talk. It said, uh, Barkley about, um, People going crazy about Mahomes, Brady, Reed, Belichick, etc. He continued, let me tell you how stupid some of these guys on television are. You know how much I hate Skip Bayless? I hate him with every fiber. Sometimes he makes me want to gain weight back so I can hate him with even more weight. It's a good line. Oh, I absolutely love that. 
Oh, I love that to pieces and bits and bits. Um, it's a little hypocritical for Charles Barkley, who, you know, makes his uh, income in the uh, in the business. Now, the one thing I'll say is I do think even the dumb stuff that Charles Barkley says, and he, like all of us, says dumb stuff at times, the difference is he believes it. I have no problem with anyone who says dumb stuff that they believe, that I deem dumb, mm-hmm. but if they honestly believe it, I don't care. I that the only thing that always bothers me is the fake stuff that and you know I've done TV where they're trying to talk you into taking an angle or something um and I think a lot of those TV shows do that we have an issue and somebody's got to take one side or the other even if neither person really wants to believe it and Can't they become stuff. they're actors they become actors and right. not analysts whereas I have said dumb things. I have had dumb ideas, just like you have, just like Charles Barkley has, Rich Keith mm-hmm. has, whoever it is. If you believe it, I'm fine with it. Like, I firmly believe Chris Scheim, and I'm not bullying Chris Scheim here. He knows I like to bust his chops with this one, but the Joe Burrow thing. I think he yep. thought at the time they should take, they should trade down, get a bounty of picks, get a, another receiver, get a tackle, get a this, get a that. Or Jermaine Wiggins. I think he believed the Patriots should have pounced and given Cam Newton a $100 million contract. Oh, I believe that. He can't right? possibly have been serious when he said Devin Asiasi was going to have 80 catches. Uh, I don't know. My buddy my buddy Kevin Stone from New England Football Journal bet me that Mike Gasicki was going to have 12 touchdowns this year. Touchdown How'd that bet work out for you? Not great for him, but great for me. So, like, if you believe it, I'm fine with it. I love it. To me, that's what sports are about because we all have – these debates with friends. Oh, let's have a few beers. It's always going to devolve into some stupid debate where somebody says something and they believe it in the moment and then they kind of dig their heels in because, well, I said it the first time and I'm not going to back down now and I'm going to show this a-hole. And, like, to me, that's part of what you call arguments. There's, yes. there's some dumbass arguments arguments out there. Good-natured, right? fun. Yes. Like back and stupid. forth. Some Mostly. of them are stupid. Mm-hmm. They just are, but if the stupid is manufactured, then it's just stupid. <laughs> then it's not fun. Exactly. Then I don't Barkley want. Barkley goes on. For some reason, people want to take shots at Bill Belichick. It ain't right. When you get on television, our job is to be fair and objective. And we got some clowns on television now who are like, Belichick's overrated. Dude went to nine Super Bowls. There's nobody who went to nine Super Bowls who's overrated. Now we, uh, end quote. So now we remember, of course. Barkley famously walking through the locker room. I think it was like January 2015 or something after a division round game against like the Texans or something. And saying like, oh, what was the line again? I don't know. I don't know oh. if you When if Belichick and Brady are gone, y'all going to effing suck. Yeah. So enjoy it now. He was he, right. He was, <laughs> damn it. See? Son of a bitch, Barkley. <laughs> see, now we can't. And he says, quote, people send me these hot takes. And I love going hard at people because to sit there and say Bill only won championships because of Tom Brady, that's stupid and asinine. Andy Reid's a great person. He's a great coach. But how many championships has he won without Patrick Mahomes? Please, everyone, stop trying to hate on Bill Belichick. There you go. Everybody listening right now, you, like, oh, people at the station are too critical of Bill Belichick. They're not a great. Oh, my God. Do you think we would even have jobs without Bill Belichick and Tom Brady? People, my God. Of course, we appreciate how great he is. Of course, we appreciate everything he did. And no, the Dynasty docuseries is not just a giant hit piece on Belichick. It's people telling a story, for God's sakes. That said, you know, there are going to be some uncomfortable truths along the way. People will share their firsthand 
perspectives and testimonials. It's not always going to be pretty, just like it wasn't always pretty winning those games and the sacrifices all those guys made. But for people to try to make a name, that's the thing that drives me nuts. You hate the fake takes because it turns them away from analysts and passionate fans uh, and informed reporters into actors, which is trash. I mean, it really, you may as well just hire somebody from backstage or from a casting couch as opposed to like a sports person. Um, but when people to me who have an accomplished squat, who have done nothing with their lives but just be clickboard warriors and not even good ones at that, and they're they're the hot they're the the hot take artist or the you know giant ass clown mouthpiece du jour on some small fledgling cable network try to make a name for themselves by denigrating or putting down other people who could, they couldn't even carry the jock reputation or laundry or luggage of I can't stand that I can't stand it show a little respect for God's sakes well I don't know what this necessary first of all Charles Barkley's biased he and Belichick are boys. Um, so that's a layer to this. Like he was at Gillette Stadium, he was hanging out with Bill Belichick. That's part of his um his. I don't whole... know if he's Bon Jovi level. By the way, Bon Jovi still a Patriots fan. Good to know. Uh, is this still his house? I don't know. I I, I promised you. I promised you. I don't who whose house is it? Six one seven. Um, I promise you. If I ever hear anything about a redesign, new music, new entry for the Patriots, please, do. I'll I'll share it. Before the and if not, then they've released me from my job, and I won't know. But um, um I, so I don't know. Like if 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 Barkley's saying that there can't even be a conversation about Andy Reid approaching Bill Belichick, then I'm one of the idiots he's talking to because I watched it firsthand, and I'm watching this firsthand, and it's not just about the Super Bowl trips. Because I'm guessing Charles Barkley doesn't think Robert Ori is a better player than Michael Jordan, right? He's not that much of a dumbass, is he? Can't possibly. Robert Ori has more rings than Michael Jordan. But and so if it's just about rings, then Robert Ory's a better player. But I would think Charles Barkley, being an analyst, knows it's not just about rings. Like there are some nuances to all this. To use that word that I actually kind of hate, it's kind of douchey and condescending. But there's some nuance to all of this. That huh? Let's look at what Andy Reid has done without Patrick Mahomes, and let's look at what Bill Belichick has done without Tom Brady, and compare those and go huh. That Reed guy, remember when we used to make fun of him because he went to four straight NFC title games but couldn't win the big one and his quarterback vomited on himself and all those things? And, you know, he was pretty good with Alex Smith, but he didn't win anything. Huh, that looks better now when compared to the non-Brady Belichick stuff. That's a conversation that should be had, that should mm -hmm. be allowed to be had. Now, if you just want to crap on Bill and say it was all Tom, that's stupid. That's asinine. You weren't paying attention because Bill Belichick helped create Tom Brady. So if we're going to have these conversations, I'm open to them. I love them. If you had the conversation about the fact that Tom Brady beat Patrick Mahomes in an AFC title game and he beat him in a Super Bowl, because otherwise there would be five rings on Patrick Mahomes' hand right now and he'd be the GOAT unquestionably because he'd be a six-year starter with five rings. If you want to have these various fun arguments and conversations, I'm here for it. But if you're going to say stupid stuff and fake it, I'm not here for it. All right, a question I want to put out to you, the audience, right now, based off a tweet from Adam Schefter less than half an hour ago, put out, starting Tuesday and lasting through Tuesday, March 5th, so you got a nice big window there. you got a nice, like, uh, two-week window there to uh, place a tag uh, and try to find a way to agree to something, uh, some sort of terms or contractuals 
with the players. Starting Tuesday and lasting through Tuesday, March 5th, NFL teams can designate franchise or transition. Why can't you say that word? It's not that hard. I don't know. It's like my my teeth falling out. Like Stop drinking. When Trump called it the United States. Still one of my favorite favorite bites ever. NFL teams. ah, My jaw's tight. It's out. Just call it the T-tag. Okay, or a designated friend. Well, T tag it could be very inappropriate. T tag, uh, T. <laughs> See, it is. I told you, people, we'd come off the rails this hour. <laughs> NFL teams can designate franchise or transition players. Tag candidates include linebacker Josh Allen, running back Saquon Barkley, defensive end Brian Burns, safety Kyle Duggar, wide receiver T Higgins, linebacker Daniil Hunter, running back Josh Jacobs. Cornerback Jalen Johnson, d- defensive tackle Justin Matabuke, quarterback Baker Mayfield, wide receiver Michael Pittman, defensive tackle Christian Wilkins, safety Antoine Winfield. So I'll ask you this. Does anyone want to see Kyle Duggar tagged and kept, or is there someone else, Patriots fans, on that list you would like to see not get tagged so your team, your favorite football team, could pursue him. 617-779-7937 is the number. We'll get to your calls when we come back. Plus, we're going to play a super fun game with Andy Hart. You are not going to want to miss Andy's first chance ever to play the autocorrect game, plus everything else that we've got. Right, excuse me, the uh, Google correct game uh, and everything else we didn't get to before the show's over at 6. Trending Sports News Now, Zach Coe, here we go. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Let's make our way back down to the South Shore, shall we? All the way to the charming hamlet of Hanover, where our pal Tim would like to weigh in on the New England Patriots quarterback situation. Tim, how are you? All right, guys. Love the show as always. I love listening to both of you. I just want to say I'm one of those dumb guys, man, because I still believe in Mac Jones. I've always been since day one. And it's sad to say everyone catches so much turmoil when they even mention his name now, it seems like. But let me tell you, if they give this kid a chance like he should have had, I believe that this kid's going to come through. I mean, we're all going to know he might not even make it there. But let me tell you, they got to go get Harrison in the draft and then rebuild that line and plug the holes that they get. Because I'll tell you, if they're thinking of pulling a quarterback, all right, look at 
of Joe Burrows. Hurt bad first year. Trevor Lawrence got hurt. There was a, a few other quarterbacks that got hurt when they didn't have the proper line around these guys. And you're talking Burroughs is like the second best, I believe, second best quarterback in the NFL today. So the thing is, you know what? They just got to do what they got to do and go forward and make the draft perfect and give him a shot and then get a guy that they got to sign. Get a, a veteran to sign somebody for a year, build back the team, and then they can go get a quarterback if they have to if it don't work out. You guys are the best, and thank you. Thank you very much, Tim. Appreciate the call. All right, Andy. He's going to make it hard for me to rip him when he says we're the best. (laughs) Come on. He's like, you guys guys are great. I was almost going to say, together? Um, Yeah. Oh, come on. Um, So, all right. I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. Audience at large, Andy, everyone, friends, Roman countrymen, lend me your beers. What do you think, or even just like, what do you think of? Could there be a possibility? Is there a world where the Patriots believe Mac Jones, who they don't pick up the fifth-year option of, can compete for the starting job with a veteran, with a draft pick, and if they give him a top-flight receiver in the draft and sign like a T. Higgins, Andy Hart, could you get behind a New England Patriots team that fortifies the line, drafts a receiver in the first three rounds, signs T. Higgins, and rebuilds the line for Mac Jones? No. Nope. But that team could get behind on the scoreboard every week. (laughs) (laughs) Hey-o. No, I I think Mac is broken beyond repair here. I don't know if it's... What broke him is gone. No, no, no. But also, he broke. Like, whatever broke him, gone here, he broke. Like, that's just the reality. Hell, they may have done you a favor. Because I think the fact that he broke... It might have come at, at a worse time down the road. Like, it broke in the midst of a rebuild, so maybe that actually benefits you. You know you need a quarterback other than a few strag- scragglers who still believe in Mac and that he could be the guy. Like, the way he broke was spectacular. Can we mm-hmm. agree on that? The last two years? the, the Oh, yeah. The puddle that he became. Just... And, and I don't say that good with any, like, everybody. I don't feel good about it. I, I kind of feel bad for him, but... The reality of Mac Jones is he was a winner all his life. He was a child of privilege. He was the quarterback at Alabama at a fortuitous time, both in terms of talent, opposing fans, kind of the the circumstances he was in. And I think when the going got really tough and things really piled up against him, and things piled up against him, they did him a disservice with Matt Patricia. He couldn't handle it. And I'm not saying that in a critical sense i'm saying it more in just an observational sense he couldn't deal was what with what was thrown at him whether it was fair or not that's for a different show different topic different debate he couldn't deal with it and i don't think you can try to go back down that road especially to the guys that are remaining like the matthew judons the um, david andrews they may like him but they saw that guy break and i don't know that once you see him break in that way can you be all in on your faith in Mac Jones, the quarterback, again? How about your commitment? How can you right. be all in on your commitment, full well knowing you saw this guy just like right. hit the wall, hit the wall at Daytona and just like shatter and explode right. like spectacularly? Like, and now you're in the back, back seat. into the pit. Yeah, yeah, you're in the back seat. So you know when the going gets tough. Say we even get to a point where we're in like big games or what? When the going gets tough, when it the the chips are stacked against us, 
How do I how do I not believe he's not going to break again? It's the opposite of what you have when you have Mahomes, Burrow, Brady, those kinds of guys. When you go in the huddle with them, you can be down 28-3 and you still somewhere in your mind believe, well, if anybody's going to do it, it's probably Tom Brady, right? Lamar Jackson, if there's anybody that can lead us right now, it's Lamar Jackson. When you believe in those guys, it's a massive benefit and strength. When you see your quarterback break, quarterback break, I, I don't think you can go back down that road again. I make sort of light of a crash, obviously. Uh, never wanting such a thing to occur at the Daytona 500, by the way, for all interested parties, not exactly the biggest NASCAR listening audience up here in New England and Boston, but the Daytona 500 postponed to 4 p.m. on Monday due to inclement weather. Andy, how about this? How about a, Are you in on having the NASCAR race, the Na- NASCAR's ultimate race, the race, the Daytona 500, as a little President's Day happy hour watch. Sure. I can right, a little boogity boogity on TV on 4 o'clock. I'm just throwing on a little background yeah. white noise while you're taking care of Have you ever been, by the way, I ask you, um, have you ever either been to a Daytona-style race or like Formula One or an IndyCar race? No, I've been to a local. Like I've been to the Seekonk Speedway. I've been to that caliber which is obviously a much smaller slower sm- mm-hmm. different event no i've always wanted to though uh, i think i would enjoy it i i do i think i would enjoy I, it quite i think a you bit. would as well um and i'm a bit of a redneck I, can we still say that oh am i not supposed to say that i don't know probably am i white trash uh, am i not uh, supposed to see, say can that we either? say that i was informed of a bunch of other words the other day i was having dinner at a a friend's house the other day and they had parents uh, of uh, a, a school child, same age, one of my uh, older kids' buddies. And I was informed of a bunch of new words that are on the uh, you can't say that anymore list. Like, what? I mean, we, we're getting to a point now where we can't say much of anything. Can you say these that words? Guy, but holy smokes. Can you say these words on the air that we can't say anymore publicly? No, I'll text them to you. Okay, because I would like to know. The- it's funny. I had the opposite experience last night. Went to a buddy's house, my best friend, for a long time for dinner. And uh, my godson and the kids are around, and he's like, "Yep, don't listen, Uncle Andrew. Stop listening to Uncle Andy. Nope, do not. If he, nope, do not listen to him, kids. Do not yep. listen to him. So I'm the opposite. <laughs> yeah, but that's your role. That's what you're yep. supposed to do. That's right. We and all I have fun with it. I can try to have fun with it. Maybe you know, in in one place you can have fun with it. Sort of like on stage at a fundraiser. You're doing a comedy show. That's the kind of place where it's like, yeah. You know, you're not supposed to get canceled here because it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. If we make you uncomfortable here. Could be a bad joke, could be a weird take. It could also be the harsh truth behind certain stories, statistics, players, or storylines. But no one wants to get canceled for just sort of saying something they're used to saying for the first 49 years of their life, and now all of a sudden, oh, oh sorry, that's on the can't say anymore list. Yeah, that's how the world works these days. Yep, so just I texted you a few right there. I'll have a few more for you. I'll read on. them, okay? Uh, <laughs> yeah, please read them out loud as much as you can. Anyway, just wanted we to say- We had a producer, we can't say his name? Yeah. So uh, I would just say this. Do everything you can. Get up to Loudoun, get up to New Hampshire, maybe take a road trip out to the Poconos one time. I don't know, maybe even hop on an aeroplane and go to a big old uh, Formula car, Indy car, or Daytona race someday. It is awesome. I mean, it's not just fun. It's awesome. And holy smokes, when they go around 200 miles an hour, I was at the Indy 500 10 years ago. And I was doing a job, and I was actually inside. I was on the inner track. And when those cars, once they wave the flag and the cars are going full speed and they come around, there is not a, a, a pore in your skin, a hair on your arms, 
a bone in your body that doesn't raise, rattle, and roll. Holy smokes. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's I was even surprised. I was surprised at the size of Indy when we were there for the Super Bowl. Just the width of the track. I was like, wait a minute. These guys go how fast and they're like side by side? That doesn't seem safe. That doesn't seem smart. <laughs> like, yeah, I would I would like to see that in person. I definitely would. Oh, you would really. A bucket list item. In the, I'm, I'm very much intrigued by the F1s through the streets. Like when you see, when they take over a city and they're able to design a course in Vegas or Miami, or there was talk of it oh, for Boston a few years those ago. Those are like, great, aren't they? It, 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 I think it'd be so cool to see it in Boston. I know it ended up being, they couldn't have, do it. I don't know. That's what I'd want to see. F1 race in Boston. That would yep. be bananas. That's what I'd want to see is how they could possibly do it. Like pothole ahead, pothole ahead. Uh, let's go back to the phone, shall we? John is in the car. Hello, Johnny. Hey, gentlemen, what's going on? Always a great chance. Always great when I get to talk to you. Always great to hear um, from you as well, John. Yeah. Hey, um, by the way, Andy, did you know that uh, Travis Kelsey is uh, on our team in terms of, like, the anti-pro football fo- focus guys? Uh, I heard that a couple weeks ago. I mean, yeah, it uh, pushed me up a little bit in terms of the uh, the, the Kelsey brothers. But uh, <laughs> I, I, all this talk about what the Patriots are going to do in the draft, like, if you guys are talking about, you know, the the dumpster fire that's going on right now with the Red Sox, like if the Patriots trade back, I, you the Patriots fans are absolutely going to be 100% upset just like the Red Sox fans are. And absolutely they should be. It, like Andy had this right earlier. Like we've now we've we've gone through 4 years of a rebuild and 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 Fitzy, you mentioned earlier, like, well, it could be another four, four to five years of a rebuild. Like, mm-hmm. so now we're going to have a nine-year rebuild at this point. Yep. Like, I, I just don't understand that. That's why, right there, you can't trade back. They have to make a move that makes them look like they are actually going to be competitive, and not just like, oh, we're rebuilding. Like, no, this is the guy that says, I want to win trophies before you know. I'm not trying to be morbid, but before he, before he dies, he wants to win another championship. Not like mm, trade back and have a five-year rebuild. That's ob- absolutely not what Kraft wants. I would got to I got to think at this point. Yeah, and we yeah, we always talk about it the the seats and the ratings and the games and the getting flexed off of things. Those resonate with Robert and Jonathan and the the high-profile lifestyle and team that they've led for a long time. To then think about empty seats, bad games, everything Sunday at one for an extended nine years. That and I guess in a way it'd be appropriate. Maybe if they follow up the most unlikely, longer than it should have lasted dynasty ever, should it be followed by the most unlikely, longer than it should have lasted rebuild ever? I mean, is that uh, poetic symbolism? Yeah, and I, and I mean, it's like I, I just if we hear, oh well, this is the the optimum way. Like this is we he learned this at optimum, and this is how it's going to be the the rebuild. Like I, again, these are the things we heard when 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 they get rid of Belichick, like we can't possibly be this embarrassed anymore. Like with the, with traveling to Germany, how terrible that was. Like now we're going to sit through another three years of like not getting to the playoffs or not winning anything. Like I think they, they got to be, they have to be bold. And I, I, I worry about free agency because I think you guys have spelled out a few like guys that they're going to go after in their own team and then not really have tons of money left to get any big names afterwards going to make a difference. So I, I unfortunately do think it's going to be a long, uh, long rebuild. So not looking good for us in Foxborough at the moment. Johnny, I hate to say it. I agree with you, buddy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's wait and see. 
They're going to spend $85 million. They're going to draft some people. Let's let's wait till at least June or July before we say, oh, boy, it's going to be a while. Like, let's let's see how well, they spend I, I their money. Think, on- I, I, I mean, to be fair, I do think it's going to be a one to three year rebuild. If, if it's five, that's horrific. But well, it's not, it, I, I yeah. think a three year rebuild is, 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 is pretty reasonable. I, I don't think, I mean, just like the, with the Red Sox, I don't think this team is going to the playoffs next year. I don't think there's going to be any major thing that's going to happen for the, for the Patriots. I don't think there's any shot in hell they go to the playoffs next year. They replace their right, GM, right. their head coach, their quarterback, the bulk of their roster. Like, I don't think there's any shot in hell. Oh, first-time offensive coordinator and play caller on offense. I don't think there's any shot in hell they go to the playoffs next year. Yeah. No shot yeah, in hell. Absolutely. Right, right there with you. Sorry, All right, good talk. I'm right there with you. Optimism. Let's go Red Sox. Uh, let's go ah. <laughs> Always a good call, John. Thanks for ringing in on a Sunday afternoon, my man. Take care of yourself. Uh, boy, yeah. And really, we also there's need no, to... There's no scenario, right? There's no far-fetched something or other where the Patriots could just have like the, that one-year turnaround. Oh, no, there is. All the, all the like, uh, but if those games in a four and thirteen season, those one score games bounce their way, and they're no, no, far no, more competent, you. and they clean up an aisle. No, if they bring in Jaden Daniels, and he is an incredible leader and playmaker like C.J. Stroud, and if they nail the hell out of their second pick and their third pick, and they have a historically good draft class, and they hit free agency, and they they grab, you know, they keep Mike Onwenu, they grab a T. Higgins, or like. In the the forest reaches of your dream of your snow globe that you're shaking up to see some positive future, is there a you know less than one percent chance way? Sure, if you hit the lot, like lotteries happen. People win a billion dollars now, right? They go to bed poor and they wake up with a billion dollars in their bank account. Like that happens. That's the world we live in. Oh, I love that world. Yeah, I'd like to live in that world too. Um, so in that world where that can happen. But what are their chances? You know, one out of 572 million gazillion. Teetering on infinitesimal, yeah. Right. And I think that's basically what the Patriots are teetering on. Inf- in- what's that word? Infinitesimal? Infinitesimal. I like that word. That's what, that's their chances to make the playoffs next year. You're welcome. Dan from Maine, you're up next on 15 Hard. How are you? Hi. I love the show, you guys. Thank Thanks. you so much, sir. You there? Oh, one little thing no. I've been wondering about, Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift. Yep. What happens Aliens. if she dumps him over? Yeah, if she dumps him during the off season, how's he going to take that next year? Because he's going to get razzed every stadium he goes to. Uh, yeah, I mean that's true. Now the rumors are they're planning a joint uh, engagement or whatever this summer. But yeah, I mean that's how yeah. it works. You put your heart out there, and sometimes you know it doesn't work out, and you pay the price and whatever. But I think yeah. those two kids are true love. Dan, do you also imagine that as a as a Super Bowl champion on a team that gets rooted against all the time because now they've become yeah. the top dogs, the Yankees, the Patriots, if you will, he's probably heard worse? Yeah. Well, he's going to hear Taylor, Taylor, like they used to do to Daryl Starberry, remember, years ago. Oh, yeah. and, and it just His ego is pretty big. I don't know how he's going to take it if he gets dumped. Well, I don't, I, you know, the new album coming out from Taylor Swift and Dan, we thank you for the call and take care of yourself. Uh, yeah. The take care. Um, <clears throat> the new album is supposedly about another breakup or uh, some other previous relationship that's coming out this next April. The thirteenth album, the magic number thirteen. Uh, so I don't think Travis Kelsey is going to factor into this new album very much. But again, I think the three Super Bowl rings, the tens of millions in the bank, 
and dating the most popular female on planet Earth, or at least even having dated, should they uncouple at some point, Andy, probably would fortify him to in a way that would allow him to deal with like, hey, Kelsey, where's Taylor now? Can't wait to hear your breakup album, you jerk. Like, I'm sure he'd probably be fine. Plus, he likes attention. I mean, he's done reality shows. He does commercials everywhere. He does a podcast every week, and they talk about a lot of the... I don't think he's shy. I, I don't think Travis Kelsey's no, a shy he's a little guy. Bit, I don't think he's very introverted. No. So I think he would probably deal with it just fine. Hell, he might even expect it, right? Like, he might go into he it kind of eyes smoke. wide open. Like, yeah. I mean... No, but I mean, even the relationship, like... What are the chances I marry Taylor Swift? That's a little bit like the lottery we just talked about with the Patriots going to the playoffs and that mm-hmm. whole thing. Like, you know, it's fun to like, yeah, Taylor Swift, oh, we're dating, oh, we're getting along. And like somewhere along the line, maybe he truly does fall in love and it'll hurt. But I think he's probably like, I'm going to ride this roller coaster and see where it goes. I think they're kind of in love now. They seem to. Do you know that? How do we know I, that? I they're know. weird. What is celebrity love anyway? That's another I whole it all, it's, thing. It could, all, it could all be orchestrated. It could all be a sham for all we know. No, I don't think you are doing is. a good I've job, though. Is it real or is it inauthentic? Just like we were talking about top of the hour with sports takes and arguments. Is it put upon or is it legit? Million dollar I think question. it's legit. Those crazy kids are going to make it forever. Oh, we can't wait. I'm a romantic at heart. That's not even remotely true, but God bless. Thank you for at least trying to play that part at the tail end of the show anyway. All right, folks, when we come back, we'll put a bow on this puppy, try to get to everything that we haven't been able to get to. And if we don't, guess what? Good news for you. We're going to be in hosting the Greg Hill Show tomorrow from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. So anything we didn't get to tonight, plus what happens at the All-Star Game, Dynasty Talk, and so much more, we'll get to all of it again tomorrow morning. 617-779-7937. If you have a final thought, this is Fitzy and Hart on EEI. Now, we're right back to it. Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Oh, baby. Rocky Mountain High. Still the best live concert I've ever seen in the city of Boston or anywhere from city of Boston. Six years ago, I believe it was, Foo Fighters at Fenway, and out comes Joe Walsh to play a couple songs with the Foo Fighters, and Dave Grohl jumps back on drums, and Joe Walsh just absolutely ripped that place apart. Oh my God. What a show that was. What a time. What a night. What a guitar player. And what a show today. What a great job, everybody. Great job, Zach. Great job, Hart. Great job, Callers. Thank you. Great job. Great job, John Corrales. Uh, wow. Sorry, I was I had my mic on uh, before. I actually saw Joe Walsh and the Eagles a uh, couple months ago when they were on their final tour here, and that was just awesome, too. Uh, I mean, just spectacular. Just, I mean, like next-level awesome. He is, a, he is an all-time absolute legend, and uh, lucky us for getting to see him at any point, especially seeing that Foo Fighters show. Woo, baby. And that song with that guitar solo gas absolute gas all right Andy. a couple things i want to get to like i said <coughs> excuse me i get all choked up at the end of the show um we're gonna have a fun time tomorrow morning seven to ten filling in for the gang on the greg hill show jackson will be producing we'll have our leads we'll do a little they said we might even have a little what are we doing some of the tent poles you love and expect on the greg hill show with a little fitzy and heart twist as well a uh, couple things. Let's see. Let's clean up everything here on the program. Andy, I wanted to get to this couple fun things I heard audio-wise over the course of the week. Did you happen to hear the pre- uh, press secretary for the Department of Defense Friday 
uh, and the James Bond viral audio that he happened to drop? No. Okay, this is an actual question and answer exchange between a reporter who is known for asking pop cultural influence questions. And God bless him. The I don't have his name in front of me right now. The secretary for the Department of Defense who has a a great library of pop cultural references on hand for answers like this for this gentleman and be a sense of humor about him. This was tremendous. This made the day Friday. Take a listen. Thank you. Let me go to the phone here. Uh, Jeff Shogel, Task and Purpose. Thank you. I know this may be a question for Soviet Premier Putin, but the god-awful thing that the Russians want to put into space, is it like Goldeneye, the thing from the 1995 Bond movie? And is the is it time for all of us on the ground to join Jed and the Wolverines? Jeff, I'm not sure how to respond to that. Um, I guess we just have to live and let die. <laughs> all right. How great is that? Well played. Right? I mean, on the spot, getting asked a question that merits being answered semi-seriously, but it's obviously about a grave subject matter with the people on edge about the whole entire idea that the Russians may have like these space nuke or whatever, uh, and that they may launch its satellites and space force and everything that's going to go into that. But uh, the fact that he had a Bond movie that fit the reference and reply right there on, like, that was tremendous. I thought that, that like, that was chef's kiss. That was a round of applause for me on that one. Yeah, well played. Well yep. played by him. It's always good when you lighten the mood in Putin and Russia-related uh, right? questions. You know, where a place where people go to prison if you oppose them, and then they just happen to be found dead. Yeah, what do you mean they were exactly. found dead? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean oh, found dead? Oh, no. He was just oh, really? A healthy young man like himself? That's <laughs> not how that works. We're all no, trying to find the guy who did this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're working very hard. We're going yeah. to get the oh, OJ's going to help us, and we're going to get to the bottom of this. Uh, and this I happen to have just seen on the Twix platform. This uh, popped up randomly uh, this morning, and I thought if anybody may appreciate it, it would be yourself. Um, it was just a recent clip from Steve Harvey's Family Feud. I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to play it. You'll, you should get it. It takes 20 seconds, but I think uh, you'll love the way that this one ends. What do you do for a living? Well, I'm retired. I play a lot of golf. And I just recently celebrated my 49th wedding anniversary. Wow. That's pretty good, man. That's not easy. You got to treat her respect, take her on great trips. For our 25th, I took her to China. And next year, I'm going to go pick her up. <laughs> I mean, well I mean the, guy, the guy had that one well rehearsed enough to yep. actually use on national television on a game show. Yep. And actually get Steve Harvey to laugh and drop his jaw. I thought that was tremendous. That's granddad jokes, not just dad jokes. That's right. granddad do jokes. That's right next level. Is that where we're yep. headed next? Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to be a grandfather. I mean, I can. So, my I, kids, yeah. if you're listening. <laughs> if you're a stop grandfather. It. Stop it if you're listening. Um but no, don't you think that's going to be the best part of, you know, dealing with kids? Like that cliche, you get to send them home, you get to rile them up, you buy them whatever the hell they want, and then you send them home and uh, their parents the deal with the crap. Worse for me, the film full of sugar, buy them what they want so they come home, bouncing yep. off the walls with inflated expectations. How come every weekend doesn't end in friendlies and a $50 gift from Toys R Us or something exactly. from Amazon and then just not having to go to bed on time? I cannot wait to be grandpa.
I actually saw a video on Twitter today where a little baby was running down the front steps to meet the grandparents, Mm -hmm. and the grandma was like, oh, how's my baby? And the baby just went right around her to get to grandpa, and I was like, that's what I want it to be. You be the fun grandpa and just have, screw grandma, she can change diapers, do all, whatever, but to be the fun granddad, that's, that's life goals right there. All right, and a couple of fun potential granddads in the making are checking out right now, thanking all of you once again for listening welcoming us into your heads and hearts and homes for a long stretch of a winter's Sunday. The All-Star Game starts tonight at 8 o'clock. Daytona 500 moved to tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Celtics are not back in action until Thursday evening as well, but we'll be back with you tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock, for a Greg Hill show, Fitzy and Hart style. It's Fitzy, it's Hart, it's Jackson producing, doing the jobs of 10 people. And you, of course. We're looking forward to it very much. Have a great President's Day Eve, everybody. Thank you to John Corrales, who joined us in the 3 o'clock hour. Much of our Patriots talk will be available on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast feed. Get it now, Spotify, Apple Pods, and wherever awesome football talk is found. For the entire crew and the WEI family, thanks for listening. Good evening, God bless, and as always, go Pats. See you, everybody. See you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.